morning. Amen. Can you give the Lord a hand this morning? Can you stand up and let's give him the worship and the mighty majesty that he is. Give him glory this morning. Amen. Look around, just uh, wave at somebody and say, you know, it's so good to see you in the house of the Lord this morning. Amen.
love you, Jesus. How many is thankful for his goodness this morning? Amen. Let me hear you. How many is thankful for his goodness this morning? Hallelujah. How many is thankful for his amazing grace? Hallelujah. I don't know where I would be. Well, most of us would probably be maybe already in hell this morning. But because of his grace, it is mercy. There is hope for us. And we have a home in heaven. Amen. I'm so thankful for his blood and his grace. Hallelujah. We love you, Lord. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. Twas
the promises of the Lord again. The Lord has promised. Sing it out, church. Let me hear you. His child to the oldest one in here. God has experienced your, your love and has experienced your amazing grace. So Father, we, uh, we stand in this sanctuary, we stand in this house, we stand in this tabernacle, we stand in this church this morning to honor you on this Sunday morning because of your unfailing love because of your grace and because of your amazing power and strength and protection upon our lives. So Father, we, we stop a moment, each one of us, we're with our hands raised in the air. And God, we stop and make a memorial of thanksgiving of what you've done this week in our life what you're going to do in the future. Honey, let's sing that acapella again. Everybody's eyes closed, and let's just put our hands up in the air, and let's sing this together about His amazing love. Oh, hallelujah. I've been set free. Holy Spirit, walk us into your presence. Walk us into your presence. His mercy reigns, unending love, amazing, amazing 
Hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's sing that again. Well, let's, uh, let's sing it softly. Let's sing that again. Let's sing hallelujah. that again. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, usher us into My your presence. Father, you're touching somebody's life this morning. Father, his mercy reigns on ending love. Amazing grace. Father, uh, every one of these people are your children. Father, some walked in with a, a heavy, heavy, heavy burden on their shoulder. Some walked in with some type of sickness in their body. Some walked in with a family relationship that they're dealing with. Some walked in, God, with just maybe a job issue. Some walked in needing to hear the voice of God about their situation that they're facing. But God, it doesn't come through a preacher. It comes through your presence. So God, we're going to sing this one more time. And I'm asking you, Lord, to, to, bring, uh, to bring peace to someone that is, God, right now their hearts are heavy. Their minds are filled. God, they just need for your presence and your peace to come over them. So, Father, we're going to sing this. We're going to sing this one more time. And Lord, I'm asking the Holy Spirit to just usher in your your peace right now. Honey, let's sing it one more time. Amen. My chains are cold. Father, release some. Release the chain of depression off of somebody's mind. God heal bodies this morning. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. normally don't do this on a Sunday morning, but if you're here and you need healing in your body, would you just, would you just put up your, just raise up your hand this morning. You need a healing in your body. I know, I know brother, our brother Wayne does and sister Thelma's going in for an uh, operation and uh, uh, 
Dale Perry's wife just had an operation, and uh, Sister uh, uh, Grace back there. And if you, you need healing in your body, just raise your hand this morning. Our brother here, hallelujah. Let's, uh, let's pray for each other this morning, okay? Maybe, maybe it's not a healing you need in your body, but uh, maybe you're trying to take care of a family member, and you, right now it's pretty tough. Uh, I know the kids are getting ready to go back to college and go back to school, and they need the guidance of the Lord, don't they? They need God's, they need God's protection. It's so good to see all these young people with us this morning. My Lord, praise you. Thank you. Thank you for coming to the house of God. Thank you. Hallelujah. Let, let's pray for each other this morning, okay, before we make transition, because we're all a family. Father, God, we just pray for each other right now. Father, we pray for Sister Thelma and Brother Wayne and Sister Grace and our brother back here. And God, we just pray for all of the requests this morning. God, I don't know them all, but you do. And as a family, we're asking the presence of God just, just, to, just to walk in. Just to walk in right now, God. We just ask you to touch them right now. We just ask you to touch. We just ask you to touch them right now, Father. God, we pray for our young people that are here this morning, God. We thank you for all the young people that are here, God. We're asking God, they gotta kind of navigate through this crazy school coming up. And God, we're asking you right now, Lord, to give them strength, God. And we're asking you to bless them. God, we thank you this morning. Let's finish out with this song and we'll make transition. There is nothing like the presence of the Lord. There is nothing like the presence of the Lord. And as we seek his Tell your neighbor you love them this morning. Amen. Wave at them. Do something. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, band. Didn't our band do a good job in singers this morning? Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you. Amen. I do uh, 
give honor and praise to my uh, to my Lord and Savior. I had to go to three different doctors, uh, uh, two different doctors uh, this week. And last week I went to my heart doctor and uh, he said everything looks great. And uh, I went to, I've got to have a one year or, yeah, one year or every six months sometimes. Uh, a checkup with a tumor they took out for cancer, and I went to both of those doctors on the same day, and they said everything looked good, so amen. Amen. I thank God. God's faithful. God's faithful. Wow. Okay. Amen. We're going to talk about the favor of God for the next uh, next few minutes. Last week, we talked about uh, the prayer of uh, Jabez, and uh, how God, it, it took uh, a man named Jabez, uh, a little name tucked down in the uh, Old Testament, and I said between a lot of names, I don't think a lot of us maybe could even pronounce, and uh, we see how God brought him up, and he prayed a pr- simple prayer, a blessing, and God blessed him and his uh, family and the generations to to come. Um I started studying on the favor of God, and we're probably going to move some weeks into that because there is so much, and you say, Pastor, are you ever going to preach on the book of Revelations and the end time and, and kind of give us an insight of what's going on and what is to come, and I am going to do that uh, coming up. That will be part of what's coming up here in the future because I feel like I need to really you know, preach on that. Uh, I believe we're, we're, if we're not careful, we're moving into a slothful time. Uh, if we're not careful, and so I want to speak on that in some weeks coming up. But I do want to say that with everything that's going on in our in our world, and uh, everything that's on the news, and people you talk to, uh, if we're not careful, uh, we do not recognize that God is still on the throne. He's still healing. He's still giving good reports like our God. We're going to get good reports. Amen. God still wants to do great things in our life. He's not done working miracles. He's not done putting marriages together. He's not done uh, helping the, the children and the teens and whoever it may be. God is still on the throne. And he has children that all of his children he loves unconditionally. Matter their past or what may be going on in their life right now or what they did yesterday. They're still his blood-bought children. The blood-bought church God's hand is still on. And he's still in the business of touching them and blessing them. Can you say amen? So I want to talk just for a few minutes on the the favor of God. Is the favor of God getting a a parking space at Walmart where you don't have to walk very far? Is the favor of God um, ladies getting 60, 70, or 80% off of clothes? I'm sure some of you would say uh, yes. Is, Is the favor of God your favorite ball team winning? I'll be glad when the Redskins start to win. Uh, is the favor of God, is the favor of God a man getting his, uh, 
a new set of golf clubs or getting a new gun or something that he, uh, something he wants. Is the favor of God a, a great business deal? What is the favor of God on our life? Well, the favor of God is an act of kindness beyond what is due to you and I. The favor of God is when a man or woman is chosen for a position he is not naturally qualified for. The favor of God is when a man seeks the face of God in prayer and all of those requests have been granted unto him like Jabez. The favor of God is when a man or woman makes little effort that leads to great achievement. The favor of God is when God singles you out for a miracle. <clears throat> the favor of God is when you are touched by God and God prospers you. The favor of God is taking you from the bottom to the top. The favor of God is taking you from heartache to laughter. David put it like this in Psalms chapter 5 in verse 12. Surely, Lord, you bless the righteous. Surely, Lord, your hand is upon the righteous. You surround them with favor. You surround them with blessings. You surround them with more than enough. You surround them where they have great achievement. Lord, your blessings, your favor surround me. God has a place to shield all around us. Can you say amen? And the name of that shield is the favor of God. God has ordained, God has purposed His people to be heirs of His blessings. And nothing shall rob them of their inheritance. Nothing shall rob me of my inheritance of the favor of God on my life. With all the fullness of His power, He will bless us. He will bless us with all the fullness of His power. Satan is not in charge. God is in charge. And with all of God's power, He moves the works of the enemy away, and He shields me, and He puts His favor upon me. You are born into the favor of God when you become a born-again Christian. Your heavenly Father has set you up. Say, He set me up. He has set me up to bless me. He has, uh, he has set me up to prosper me. He has set me up to overcome what I'm about to face. He has set me up to succeed. He has set me up to be healed. If I go all the way back to the cross, prior to the cross, was the, was the beating that Jesus Christ took on his back for you and me? He set me up to heal me. My Heavenly Father has set me up to go from the bottom to the top. My Heavenly Father has set me up to walk in victory and not defeat. My Heavenly Father has set me up to walk in greatness. You have been granted 
the favor of God in your life. It's by the mercy and it's by the grace of his unfailing love that he has granted you his favor. You can't earn it. You can't read your Bible enough. You can't pray enough. You can't give enough. God, by his unfailing love and his unfailing mercy, has granted you his favor. He makes you succeed where you would normally fail. He makes doors open that would normally be locked. That is called, say it with me, the favor of God. See, we, uh, we base the favor of God on, let me say this again, on am I good enough right now? Uh, my, my, my past? Uh, what's going on in my life here? But the favor of God only comes through once again, his mercy and his grace and his love. How many agree that God has set us up for his favor, for his abundance, for his overflow, for more than enough in our life? That he wants us, to, he wants to take us to the mountaintop. The devil has determined to keep you from going to the top of the mountain, but favor will turn that and take you to the top. The devil is not in control of your life. Let me say this out loud. God is. Say that together. God is. God has a top of a mountain experience for you. God has a, God has a promised land experience for you. God wants to take you to the top. God wants you to your life to flow with milk and honey, the Bible says. David put it this way in Psalms chapter 27. David says, I remain confident. Now, when David was going through a lot of things in his life, how many of you know David was a great king, but how many of you know David went through a lot? And David had a lot of failures, and David sinned in his life. But in the midst of all of that, David said, I remain confident. He said, it doesn't matter where I'm at in life. My circumstances at this present time does not speak for what God is going to do in my life. Somebody needed to hear that this morning. Your current circumstances are not the voice of what God is getting ready to do in your life. But you're going to have to stay confident. You're going to have to stand strong. You're going to have to uh, uh, stand with a, a willing heart. You're going to have to stand knowing, God, I am confident. I remain confident. That word remain there means I'm going to I'm going to stand in the midst of adversity and I'm going to be confident that no matter what it looks like right now, that I'm going to remain confident that I will see the goodness of the Lord in my life. 
I will see healing in my life, Brother Wayne. I, I, will, see, I will see, God, you taking me here financially to taking me here financially. Lord, I'm going to stand confident that these relationships that are in my life that may seem like they're going in the opposite direction, God, that you would have them to go. I'm going to stand confident, Lord, that you're going to put, you're going to put us back together, that you're going to put my family back together. Lord, I'm going to stand confident because I'm going to, what? I'm going to see your goodness played out. I'm going to see your favor played out. Now, that's hard when things are not going the way we think they ought to go. Or when our circumstances is speaking against what we want to happen. Let's be honest. Is it not hard to stay confident? Isn't it hard to just to stand confident in the midst of all that? It's hard in the midst of things crashing down in your life to stand there and say, you know what? I'm a child of God. I'm joint heirs with Jesus Christ. I'm a son or a daughter of the Most High King. That's who I am because my circumstances don't define who I am. I am a child of the living God, joint heir with Jesus Christ. I'm his child, and I'm his favorite child because every one of us is his favorite child. And he's going to give me his favor. Let's not let the enemy say, I'm going to identify your past or what's going on in your life right at this present moment. To take away from you being confident in the favor of God in your life. Through salvation of the cross, we've got that new covenant that you and I all have. That God is going to place his favor upon us. I want us to grab this scripture and I want you to write this scripture down. If you don't write any other scripture down that, that I give you this morning, write this scripture down. I want us all for the next three or four weeks... I want us to adopt this scripture here in Psalms chapter 65 and verse 11. If you have a business, if uh, uh, your, your own life and your family, uh, whatever it may be, I want us all to adopt this scripture. I love this scripture. Psalms chapter 65 and verse 11. Maybe you are a manager. Maybe you, I don't know what is going on in your life, but, but I, I love the scripture. Psalms 65, 11, a great scripture for young people. That David said... Lord, you crown the year. Now, it didn't say you crown the year if COVID doesn't show up. It doesn't say you crown the year if Aunt Susie's getting crazy. It says you crown the year. With your goodness? It said the year. It didn't say one month. It didn't say three months. It says the year. And your paths drip with abundance. 
David is, is telling you and I that God is going to surround our whole year. And our whole year is going to drip with abundance. It's going to drip with the favor of God. No matter what, listen. Do you believe this? Or do you believe CNN News? Uh, do you believe this? Or do you believe NBC? Uh, do you believe this? And, uh, but do you believe all of what Fox News is saying? Uh, do you believe this? Or do you believe somebody else? What, what do we believe? Do, do we, can we stand during COVID? Can we stand and when we need healing in our bodies? Can we stand when we need uh, a prosperity? Can we stand in what the Word of God is telling us? When all the other voices is speaking, can we stand and say, Lord, you, our paths drip with what? Abundance. God is saying, I'm going to bless you all year, all year. I'm dropping my favor all year on you. The season you planted is blessed. The season that you reap is blessed. Listen, the dry season in your life, it may be dry right now, but I'm fixing to water the dry places. God says, I am favoring the path I'm sending you down, dripping with abundance. The path I ordained you to walk down, obedience is linked to the favor of God. If you're dis disobedient to what God is speaking to your heart, then you will not have the favor of God in your life because the favor of God is linked to the obedience of God. The path I ordained you to walk down, the ministry I called you to, the ministry I put in your life, the path that I've called you to, the, the, the calling I've called unto you, if you will walk in that calling, then the path I take you down will drip with the abundance of my favor. It reminds me of, it reminds me of story... In the Bible, do you remember the story in the book of Ruth? Where <clears throat> Naomi and, and Ruth and their husbands went to, uh, it, uh, went to a land called Moab. Remember that? They left Bethlehem, Bethlehem, Judah to go to Moab. And I will just put a little, uh, uh, a little sink in there that Judah means worship and Bethlehem means the house of bread. I don't have time to get into that, but anytime you leave Judah, the house of worship, and anytime you leave Bethlehem, the house of bread, something is going to die in your life. They went to Moab, and it's a biblical picture. They went to Moab, and all three of their husbands died. They, then they head back to Bethlehem. And the Bible says that Ruth goes with Naomi. 
to Bethlehem. And I don't have time to get into respect and honor how she respected and honored uh, Naomi because that's where a lot of her favor came from. But remember, uh, Ruth is out in the field. And the Bible says in verse 2, Ruth to Naomi, let me go to the fields and pick up leftover grain behind anyone whose eyes might come upon me with favor. This is a picture also, this is a great picture of God's grace and mercy here and of the cross. She's out in the field. She goes into the field and she is picking up leftovers after their harvest in the field. And I, I, don't, I believe maybe Ruth was a very nice looking woman. But she's out in the field picking up grain. She's got dirt between her toes. She's sweating. She don't, she don't got no makeup on. So she, she don't look too good. And she's out there picking up leftovers in the field. Talking about favor. Meaning she didn't have much at all. And the Bible says that Boaz fixed his eyes upon her. And when he did, uh, some scholars believe that Boaz was one of the richest men in the East at that time. Some scholars believe. And he said, that lady there is picking up leftovers. Bring her into my field. And as you read uh, Ruth 1, 2, 3, and 4, you'll notice that Boaz brings her into uh, his field, and this is what he says to his servants. On purpose. Say with me, on purpose. On purpose, drop grain by your side. And when they did, later she came and picked up the grain that they purposely dropped by their side. That's the favor of God. Later you see in the story, this woman went from picking up grain in a field of being dirty. We find her under her feet under the table of Boaz, one of the richest men. And later, we see God doing great things in that lady's life. I come to tell somebody this morning, I don't know if you feel like that. You are in the back of the field somewhere picking up grain. But the favor of God can take you to a dirty old field somewhere, so to speak, in your life. And have you with your feet up under the king's table. Now, I preached the whole sermon right there, and I go, hallelujah, praise God. Let's do this again. God can take you. That's a picture of salvation, if nothing else. If God didn't do anything else in my life, Josh, that is a picture of salvation. When I was down and out, and I needed a Savior, Sister Tracy, God picked me up. Out of the muck, out of the mire, out of where I was in life. And he set me up of the, under the table of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Hallelujah. 
I'm a joint heir of Jesus Christ because God seen me and said, I'm taking you from the field to sit under the king's table. Hallelujah. Let's, let's stand. I've got some more to preach, but I'll add that to next week. Hallelujah. How many of you know that God's favor is upon your life? Turn around and just tell somebody. Don't go to them, but just tell somebody the favor of God is on my life. Amen? How many of you, how many of you believe that God is here to make our, our young people succeed? Our young people's got a lot facing them right now. But I'd like to tell them that God is on your side. A lot of craziness going on out there, girls. Guys, there's a lot of craziness going on out there. But never forget that God is on their side. And God's going to prosper them. And God's going to take them to places they never dreamed, they never thought, and they never imagined. I speak that into their life this morning. Amen? Amen. The favor of God upon our young people. Amen? Let's raise our hands and close our eyes. Father, we thank you. God, your favor is upon us. Your favor is upon us, God. Oh, hallelujah. God, we thank you this morning. We thank you, Lord, right now. God, I want to speak over this congregation right now. Just like uh, Abraham uh, spoke over Israel, God, I, I speak over them right now. I speak over every child. I speak over every uh, uh, teenager here. I speak over every mom, over every dad, over every single person, over every grandmother, over every granddad. I speak. I speak right now over them, God. I speak that the ones that need healing in their bodies, that God, that you, that God, that you would, uh, that you would bless them right now, Lord. That you would bless them. Lord, that your hand would be upon them. God, I call healing out in the house this morning. God, I call healing out. I call blessings out. I call prosperity out. The ones that are going in the hospital, God, that you, Lord, they're going to be okay with quick recovery. God, I just pray over everyone financially this morning, God, that you just bless them and you bless them abundantly, God. Abundantly, you bless them financially, God. I pray over marriages right now, God. I'm asking you to touch marriages right now where couples may be, God, uh, uh, fighting some. I pray you'll be a peace in those marriages right now, God. I pray over those homes right now that prosperity and goodness will come into marriages right now, God. Lord, I thank you. I thank you. Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Let's sing this one more time.
just before we uh, just before we leave, God, the Lord reminded me. The Lord reminded me of something just a few minutes ago. Um, how many of you believe that? And I know you do. That that God is still in the healing business. How many of you believe that healing also is connected to obedience? You believe that? I give God all the credit for this, but I was at Valley Building about three weeks ago. Guy was on the forklift, and I went over to I went over to uh, say something to him. I've, I've seen him for years. I don't know him a lot, but I've seen him around. And I was getting ready to say something to him, and he said, uh, "I asked him. Actually, asked him how he was doing, and he said, well, he said, I am uh, bleeding really bad from my kidneys and bleeding really bad out of my nose.' And he said, "They don't know what in the world is wrong with me." And God tapped me on the shoulder and he said, um, pray for him. He was standing right close to, well, he's on the forklift right there where there wasn't a, you know, a lot of people around. But the Lord said, pray for him. And I softly, sometimes I get a little loud, but I softly prayed for him. I had to go back over there last week and... Uh, Actually, I had another question to ask. He said, before I, before I give you the answer to that, I want to tell you that we prayed three weeks ago and my bleeding stopped in my body. Amen. We give God all the glory. Amen. That's all God. He said, just every once in a while, I'll get a little bit of a nosebleed. I believe God is still in the healing business. Amen. Uh, I want to thank everyone that's been given into the Benevolence Fund. I think I said that right. Thank you for giving into that because it's going to help people that uh, go in the hospital and just different things. So we're trying our best to use that wisely. I want to thank you, and I know we're still on video. I want to thank everyone that you are continually giving in your tithes and offerings. And why will not God bless you? Amen. So as a pastor, a shepherd, thank you for continually giving in your tithes and offerings. And I just pray that God blesses you uh, continually. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand. Amen. Amen.